Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, I'm going to take a look at some players that might have value in dynasty leagues. That is, essentially, they're prospects. But the premise here is that these are players that may not offer a whole lot to your team right now, but in a year or two, they might be more valuable contributors. I use the one- or two-year timeline for keeper leagues because, depending on how many minor leaguers you're allowed to keep, it can be a daunting task to wait for four or five years for a player not just to reach the major leagues, but get into a place where they can make a positive contribution that matters to a fantasy owner. Fortunately, the world is blessed with many lists of top prospects. MLB.com, Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, and Keith Law for the Athletic, to name, to name a few. And that's a good starting point for players that generally you may not have, or in most cases probably haven't, seen play yet. A few general approaches that I have related to picking prospects for fantasy baseball. One, I don't care about fielding. At least I don't care about it any more than how it relates to whether a player will get playing time or not. That's one thing to keep in mind when going through prospect lists, is that those projections are for players' overall value. And fantasy owners generally are not concerned with the player's defensive ability unless it affects the player's ability to play regularly in a major league lineup. When it comes to hitters, production obviously matters. I'm not big on investing in someone who hasn't shown offensive proficiency in the minors. There are enough hurdles to overcome on the way to making it as a fantasy-relevant position player that it doesn't make sense to invest in a bat that is a maybe. When it comes to non-fantasy stats that I look at, Walk to strikeout rate is a useful guide. I tend to worry about hitters that strike out too much in the minors because, well, when they strike out too much against minor league pitching, I can't easily picture them performing against major league pitching. As for pitchers, strikeout to walk rate is certainly important and can offer insight beyond the ERA or WHIP. Perhaps the biggest challenge when it comes to investing in prospects for dynasty leagues is how they will produce when they are called up to the major leagues. When a prized hitter makes the bigs, they're often expected to play regularly and may be thrust into a middle-of-the-order spot, depending on their expectations. At the same time, a premier pitcher's workload will be dependent on previous innings pitched in the minors, and teams tend not to be ready to send a rookie pitcher out for like 30 starts. Since 2000, there have been 49 seasons in which a rookie pitcher has started at least 30 games, so about 2.5 per season. And that includes half a dozen rookies that are older starters coming from Asian leagues. Generally, then, it's difficult for a rookie pitcher to be an impact performer, and that can make it more challenging to find value at the position, unless your dynasty league team isn't contending. If you have that kind of flexibility, that limits the risk of rookie pitcher usage. One more factor that I take into account is age relative to the level of play. Obviously, younger is better. More upside, greater potential for the future, etc. If a 19-year-old hits a bit of a roadblock at AA, that's far less concerning than a 24-year-old who's still playing double-A. The younger player has more time to get his career path back on the right track, especially if he's advanced quickly to reach that level. This is all scouting by numbers, but that's the game when it comes to grabbing minor league talent for dynasty leagues. Consider that use of prospects isn't limited to what they can do on the field for your team. They can also be valuable commodities for a contending team when you're trying to acquire immediate help when you're making a run for a title. The benefit of moving a highly touted prospect is you get to shed the risk. You might not get the ultimate reward of having a great homegrown player, which is typically less expensive for auction leagues than incorporate a salary cap, but you get that immediate help and you don't have the risk of, well, maybe the prospect doesn't turn out.
But uncertainty reigns with prospects. In 2015, for example, Byron Buxton was the top prospect in baseball. He's an interesting enough player for fantasy owners this year, but he was ahead of Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, Francisco Lindor, players that are much more of a sure thing. A lot can change in five years. That's another reason that I like to aim for a shorter window with prospects in Dynasty Leagues. A reminder, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Today we'll begin in the American League East with the New York Yankees. The top prospect for the Yankees may be right-handed pitcher Davey Garcia. He's an undersized 20-year-old, maybe 5'10", 160, 165 pounds, and he climbed through three levels of the Yankees' farm system in 2019. He struggled at AAA, but he's just 20, and overall, he struck out 165 in 111 innings. The Yankees don't have a pressing need for Garcia to pitch in the majors this season, so patience is needed, but a young pitcher who can miss bats has obvious appeal. Another prospect for the Yankees is Clark Schmidt. He's a 24-year-old who reached double-A last season, and he's already had Tommy John surgery. Schmidt is relatively low-end when it comes to dynasty league value. He might reach the majors, but he also may not be good enough to be fantasy-relevant. One more from the Yankees, Jason Dominguez. Center fielder, he's just 17. He might very well be a fine prospect, and he's on everyone's top 100 list. But, really, who knows? He's 17. He's several years away from being in the big leagues, in a best-case scenario. And there are precious few 17-year-olds, especially without a statistical track record to lean on, that are worthy of dynasty consideration. If you have a lot of spots that you can stash him, sure, go ahead. But there you're hoping he pans out. If you have just a few spots, it's tough to do that to go for a 17-year-old, no matter how intriguing he might be. And Dominguez is. There's lots of upside there, but he's still a long way from the show. Next up, we're shipping up to Boston. So when we look at Boston Red Sox prospects, start with Jeter Downs. He was acquired as part of the Mookie Betts trade. The 21-year-old middle infielder had 24 home runs and 24 stolen bases between mostly high A and some double A ball last season. If he can build on that this season, he could push for a spot in Boston in 2021. And that production from an infield slot would be valuable. Tristan Casas, the first baseman for the Red Sox, a uh, 20-year-old, still has a ways to go to get to the big leagues, but he reached high A ball for a couple of games last season. He did show some power, slugging 20 home runs. The little troubling thing, though, is he hit just 256. Batting average isn't the measure of a player. We know that. But it matters to fantasy owners. If he's hitting 256 in A-ball, what happens as he climbs the ladder? One more from the Red Sox, Bobby Dalbeck, third base, first base prospect. He has power for sure, uh, but he's also turning 25 this summer. And even though he's hit 59 home runs in the past two seasons across several levels of the minor leagues, Dalbeck strikes out a lot. His batting average at double and triple A is just 244. So, Tread cautiously when you're looking at uh, Cases and Bobby Dahlbeck, I think, when you're looking at Red Sox prospects. The Toronto Blue Jays have a roster chock full of potential breakout stars right now. But what about the next wave? Start with 23-year-old right-hander Nate Pearson. Through 101 and two-thirds innings last season, he was likely going to start this season in the minors to reduce his service time. But he's the ace of the Blue Jays' staff at the moment he arrives in the big leagues. His overpowering stuff also makes it likely that Pearson can contribute to your fantasy squad right away. Next up for the Blue Jays, Jordan Groshans. Shortstop was the first pick in 2018 for Toronto. 
He got off to a strong start in A-ball last season, hitting 337 with a 909 OPS in 23 games before suffering a season-ending foot injury. This season would have offered a good opportunity to show what Groshans can do for a full season, and his potential is such that he could deliver a fantasy payoff down the road. One more from the Jays, Simeon Woods-Richardson. Right-handed pitcher was acquired from the Mets as part of the Marcus Stroman trade. And Woods Richardson reached high A ball as an 18-year-old last season, and he dominated in half a dozen starts with Dunedin, posting a 2.54 ERA, 0.88 whip, and had 29 strikeouts in 28 in the third innings. He's still very young, which would steer me away from him generally, but if you have room to stash, he definitely has some potential. Now let's check out the Rays, a team with a superstar prospect, Wander Franco, the top prospect in baseball in all of the rankings. Franco is just 19 years old, but is probably not that far away from the big leagues. The shortstop hit 327 with an 885 OPS between A and high A last season. He also hit 9 home runs and stole 18 bases. He was caught stealing 14 times, so steals may not be a big part of his future, but he also walked 56 times while striking out just 35 times. The kind of ratio that looks very promising for his offensive production as he moves up the ladder. Next up for the Rays, Brendan McKay, left-handed pitcher and DH. The 24-year-old was the fourth overall pick in 2017, and he's mostly a pitcher. But he might hit well enough to play some DH or pinch hit in the big leagues. In 172 innings as a pitcher in the minors, McKay has a 1.780 ERA and a 0.84 whip with 226 strikeouts. He should be in the Rays' rotation this season, which is close enough to make him more appealing in my eyes. Last one from the Rays is Vidal Bruhan, a 22-year-old middle infielder with no power to speak of, but he can run. He has swiped 103 bases on 135 attempts in the past two seasons. Bruhan may only be a significant category contributor in steals at the major league level, though that puts a ceiling on just how much value he could offer your team in the long term. There's one thing about being a prospect for the Baltimore Orioles, it's that there's going to be some openings as the team retools in the next few years. Start with Adley Rutschman, the catcher. First overall pick in 2019, 22-year-old is a switch-hitting, power-hitting catcher who can get on base. If he could ultimately hit for average in the big leagues, he could be an impact player. He's well worth having for dynasty purposes. Grayson Rodriguez was a first-round pick in 2018, and he dominated A-ball last year with a 2.68 ERA, 0.99 whip, and 129 strikeouts in 94 innings. A 20-year-old pitching prospect for a bad team does come with some fantasy risk, but his 2019 season was enough to make Rodriguez an interesting Dynasty League prospect. 21-year-old Southpaw D.L. Hall was a first-round pick in 2017 and had a brutal walk rate in high A last season, walking 54 in 80 and two-thirds innings, but he also whiffed 116 and had a 3.46 ERA and a 1.33 whip, which was obviously elevated by all those walks. The same caveats apply to Hall as with Rodriguez, at least in terms of joining a bad team. But both are intriguing. Those walk numbers might scare me off Hall, unless you have lots of room to stash. Ryan Mountcastle this is a first-round pick in 2015. The 23-year-old power-hitting first baseman did slug 25 home runs and hit 312 with an 871 OPS at AAA last season. Sounds like he's almost Major League ready. My concern would be that Mountcastle walked just 24 times while striking out 130 times, a ratio that could be a problem when it comes to moving up to face Major League pitching.
One more prospect for the Orioles, Austin Hayes. The 24-year-old center fielder did hit 309 in 76 at-bats for the Orioles last season, and he was ticketed for a regular role with Baltimore in 2020. But he hit 248 in the minors last season, and he steadfastly refuses to take a walk. So, buyer beware on Austin Hayes. That covers the American League East. I'll be back in a couple of days with the American League Central prospects. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great day. I'll be back in a couple of days to tackle the American League Central. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.